Welcome to Real Herbalism Radio, show 258, recorded at Big Dog Studios in Eugene, Oregon. This show is made possible by the Herbal Entrepreneur Conference. Introducing the third annual Herbal Entrepreneur Conference, a five-day virtual event for herbalists who want to build a plant-based business held March 22nd through the 26th. The host, Yolanda Joy, has pulled together an incredible lineup of speakers, including Rosemary Gladstar, Margie Flint, Nancy Phillips, Lucy Jones, Talal Al-Ahmed, and many more. Get your free ticket to the Herbal Entrepreneur Conference at Herbal Entrepreneur Now. Ace High Graphics is your place for custom face masks, shirts, and hoodies. Visit them at acehighgraphics.com. No matter where you are in the world, the plants will find you. Some of us are lucky enough to grow up with herbal medicine as just part of life. But what happens when you move and find out everyone else forgot the magic of of the plants? Today we're talking with Alyssa Human, certified herbalist and mid-level health coach, owner of the Persistent Pestle Apothecary and Tea Shop, and professional witchy chick about finding the magic of plants anywhere you are. Now here are your hosts. I'm Candace Hunter. I'm Patrick Hunter. And, and welcome, welcome to Real Herbalism, Herbalism Radio. Radio. Hey, Alyssa, welcome. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for having me on. I am so glad that you're here with us today. You've been kind of inspiring for me lately with looking at all the different like witchy approaches you've had to life and dealing with all the crazy that's been happening. Oh, my God, stop. You're going to make me cry. (laughs) (laughs) I have been listening to you guys for five years. Five years? Yeah. Well, was it was it five? Maybe it's four. So it was as soon as I started my herbal education, I was scouring the internet for like science based, homey, loving education. Mm -hmm. And I found you guys and then it became something that I listened to all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now you're gonna make us cry. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I'm really I'm glad. I'm glad that we were I'm glad that we weren't too crazy. <laughs> I'm here for it. Okay, so quick question, because we n- never get to talk to a listener. Yeah. So yeah. is there like a favorite episode? Something that stands out? Oh, man, that's difficult. Um, I do love the episodes, but I did get really crazy for the um, the Herbal Nerd Society. And I did a lot, a lot of reading that way. Um, nice. You guys... When you guys go into like the nerdier side of like this is how this corrects a synapse and <laughs> this is and this works with this hormone and that was something that was really really awesome for me. Um, but I know you guys did an episode on like street herbalism about like uh, yeah. first aid and stuff like that, and I took reams of notes on that one because yes. um, Dalton and I are. Uh, Pre-COVID, we were pretty um, active on the protest scene. So having those tools in my pocket made me feel so much better of like being able to help people as needed. Lovely. And Dalton is? My husband. Sorry. (laughs) I shouldn't say that. Yeah. No, that's cool. I just wanted to make sure that everybody knew that you and your hubby have adopted herbs as your passion. Oh, yeah. That's really awesome. And that was something that you grew up with. But did he grow up with herbs as like normal life? No, actually, I didn't either. It wasn't until um, until we got married that I started to get really into it. Um, I mean, as far as herbs are concerned, I had like like traditional Filipino 
grandma stuff, like having soup when you're sick, things like that. Um, But no, we didn't have any of that. We actually grew up in the military. Um, So we had like ibuprofen was medicine and that's pretty Uh, much all the doctor gave you. Ibuprofen or antibiotics, which one? Um, Well, for some reason, I thought that you had some kind of like connection with Germany and the like the just the normal where herbs are normal. Like you have a sniffle coming down and you just take the elderflower tea and that's just what you do I did grow up in Germany because we were in the military Mm -hmm. um so that was around and I always thought it was fascinating but it wasn't something my family practiced okay that was off base so it was it was off base exactly (laughs) exactly Nice. Yeah, so I had friends that would give me elderberry, uh, not elderberry, elderflower tea, but it was just like something that we had at their house. It wasn't like yeah. a normal thing. Um, but that's when I had Linden for the first time, and that's like my favorite tea. Oh, I love Linden. Oh, that's my like favorite when I'm traveling. I always end up going, okay, where's the, where's a co-op or a natural food store? Because I forgot to, I always forget to bring it with me. And then uh-huh. I end up buying a box while I'm while I'm traveling because it's so soothing, mm-hmm. and traveling makes my nerves jangled. <laughs> I mean, same it's nuts, same yeah. So, what was it like living in the South then? Because you guys yeah. did that, right? I mean, I lived down south. And was my- the was the plant culture there? I mean. I've never lived in the South, but the herbalists like Phyllis and and, um, Thomas that I've spoken to who are rooted in the South all talk about a lot of that stuff as being just normal. Like there's a lot of normal. Yeah. So I lived down South because – and I don't want to get into this too much because it's not what – like it's just a part of my backstory. But I was actually there for um, a ministry school. Oh, cool. So we – I wasn't really around a lot of other people, I guess. So sadly, I don't really know much about the herbal culture, except for I know Asheville, North Carolina is like the boom in place for if you want to practice herbalism. But um, I wasn't super aware other than like the like farming community, which was awesome. Like they were there were always herbal teas at every festival you went to. Nice. But yeah, yeah it was really cool. They had booths and stuff. So Probably how, the first time. How was it that you like really got into the herbs then? Because it sounds like you were like close, like you were skirting by them every along the way. Exactly. So it was really it's a funny story. Um I had a dramatic spiritual experience, um, like a kind of uprooting one. And I was kind of like in the depths of despair, really. And my husband and I were watching a show and there was an herbalist on it. And I was like, I pointed at the TV and I pressed pause. I was like, do you think that's real? (laughs) And, and he goes, I don't know, look it up. So in that moment of a 30, exactly (laughs) the 30 minute TV show, I, found it and it clicked and I was like this is what I'm gonna do for the rest of my life I'm gonna have a shop just like that and it was just in 30 minutes everything that was on the outskirts suddenly came into view wow that's that's like that's powerful can you share the show yeah it's a grim it's actually a sci-fi fan yeah yeah Yeah. 
filmed in Portland. Filmed in Portland. That's what brought us here. It's an incredibly (laughs) nerdy thing from my life is I fell so in love with the show. And we, uh, for one of Dalton's birthdays, we uh, like went across town and found all the places that it was shot in. And that's how we saw the city. I was like, I want to move here. And then we did. Nice. Nice. It's an excellent place to be an herbalist, too. We have so many resources, so many really brilliant herbalists here. So, Yeah. Mm -hmm. And there's so many people that are open to it here. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little harder here sometimes, too, because it's almost like you're preaching to the choir. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) uh, Especially in Eugene, where we're, we're about 100 and... 40 miles south? 105 miles south. Two hours. We're two of, hours of south Portland. of Portland. <laughs> and there, you, you can trip over herbless here. Yeah. And we have, yeah. A, yeah. And we have a small so community in comparison. So. We've put out the call to all you herbal product makers. The real herb market wants you. We're looking for herbalists who make the best herbal products to join our sellers crew. If your herbals are handmade, sustainable, and of the highest quality, pop over to the real herb market and fill out the form. For more info, visit realherbmarket.com. So, so Grim brought you to Portland. Uh, Portlandia yeah. allowed you to stay. And then, <laughs> and, then, and what inspired you once you were here, you know, because, I mean, yeah. there was a period of time where you had to move, get, get here. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. what inspired you, what kept you moving forward, um, pursuing the herbal dream? Yeah, so... I have always been, as I mentioned before, just like incredibly nerdy. Like I, I am always reaching for something new and something that I love about herbalism is we're still finding like more information about how these herbs work and what really drove me into like becoming a health coach and starting to help people kind of incorporate it is because I had so many people ask me, well, how does this work? How does it work? Like it was, it was almost the vibe of like, are you selling me snake oil? But then when I started explaining stuff, they were like, Oh, she knows, she knows how this works. This is great. And that um, kind of became a platform for me to kind of launch off of because people kept asking and kept asking and kept asking. <laughs> nice. Yeah. One of the things that I've noticed is that, because I know you do a lot of witchy things, which I mm-hmm. also do. And one of the, the pieces I've noticed is that if I can use the language of science also to talk about the herbs and the language of traditional medicine to talk about the herbs, people mm-hmm. suddenly find that the magical stuff is not as scary and wrong and, you know, it's, they're not uncomfortable with it. Suddenly they're like, oh, well, it works because of, you know, how the chemicals are working or, you know, once they start to get it, oh, the plant makes those essential Mm -hmm. oils to protect itself. Mm -hmm. That's why this is a protective essential oil to use or whatever, you know, it makes a difference. Absolutely. I, um, we've been talking so much in my circle of friends about magic and medicine and how, Mm -hmm. I, not to get too woo-woo, but I really don't think you can separate ma- magic and science no. because how how do you explain that if you put on music, dance, and have some chamomile tea, the cortisol starts to leave your body? Right. Like, yeah. It, that's it's... magical, but it's so scientific in yes. its root. Um, 
so yeah yeah once I started doing the magic stuff it like piled on in this cool way where I keep learning stuff so I keep getting to educate people and that's what's like pulling me along yes hold on a second here what are you doing with your phone I am turning my phone off. I'm shocked that it was on. <laughs> I never have it on. Someone turned my ringer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Someone uh, turned your ringer on. It was probably my son. I got to make sure that mine's off now. Okay. Yeah. Sorry about well, that. Well, now I have to check mine to make sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. We're on sleepy mode. We're on mute. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, now, now that we have our The magic of science, right? Right. <laughs> Technology. Exactly. Yeah, I've been lately thinking that... Um, Science is really just magic that's been explained, and magic is just science that hasn't yet been explained. It's really the same thing. Absolutely. And then I tell people, too, like, when you get into, like, crystals and stuff, incorporating that into your life, I'm like, if it's just a pretty rock, it's just a pretty rock. Science still made that, and that's really cool. Right? (laughs) So... And the science of it is it's a pretty rock and things that are pretty typically tend to make us smile. And when you smile, that causes chemical cascade of changes in your body that help increase, you know, let go of the, like you said, the cortisols and increase the, um, I forgot that chemical name. I'm so bad with the words, but increase the chemicals of happiness. I mean, it, it just, it helps shift your mood. So which is love serotonin. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you, serotonin. <laughs> that is one of the hardest things for me. I always forget the important words right as I need to say them. <laughs> That's one of the funniest things about educating about herbs is yeah. you have to come up with these roundabout things because even though I like those words, they'll be like, what? So what? <laughs> she moved out last year. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. Where so, did you um, end up going to school then? Because you went, to, or where you got certified? Yeah. So after that whole grim thing, I was like, I want to have the most legitimate degree because I know that in Germany you can be like a licensed herbalist yeah. with a degree and all that stuff, but here in the U.S. you can't. Right. So that's how I found the American Herbalist Guild. And then I used their little search engine thingy to find someone that I thought vibed with me, I guess. I just like clicked on a bunch of things until I found what I wanted. And that's how I found um, Holly Bellabono. So the, the Bellabono School of Herbal Medicine. Yeah. That's where I did that. And I like, it was an incredible experience because the way that she teaches is um, all situational. So she'll be like, okay. This is what happens in the body. These are some ways that you can address it. And then, boom, here's someone that walks into your office. They have a cold, but here are some underlying factors. And her her approach to formulation really um, helped me build my own practice because it was so, like, building block-y. Yeah. But, yeah, that's where I got my certification. Was there any revealing moment during that training anything that you just it just made it so much easier or were you just all in from the second you started oh I was all in it became kind of like a like falling into the rabbit hole of everything became about it like I was listening to like y'all's podcast and then I started paying for um herb mentor 
with, yeah, yeah, I started paying for that. And then I was buying books and checking out books at the library. And we had this tiny little co-op that had um, herbs. And so I started just buying things in ounces, like I tasted all separately. And yeah, it just became like all encompassing and it's only grown from there. (laughs) (laughs) I tell people I just live in my apothecary because my stuff is all over the house. Oh, yeah, you're a proper herbalist when you find that there is herbal tinctures percolating or macerating in your closet, in your bedroom. Exactly. When you look under the (laughs) stairs, there's some bags of herbs there that are, you know, they're waiting. (laughs) They're in the process. Everything's like oils oils are over here and over there. And back there, too, because, you know, you ran out of space. It's just the way it should be. Exactly. And when I started my business, we lived in a one bedroom apartment with our kid with our like, infant. So the whole kitchen was just mine. And uh, my husband kept having to ask me, okay, do I wash this? Or is this an herb thing? (laughs) (laughs) What is this dish? What is this jar? Yes, yes. (laughs) As my wife would say, they're all herb things. Yeah, they are. I mean, you know, just don't touch it. Yeah. <laughs> you do the cooking. Just we'll be out of that way. Just don't touch it. Yeah. So is it's your store so a brick and mortar then? It's in process. Okay. Ooh. So what's cool about this house, which is, this is another witchy thing. We were looking for a house and I stopped in front of this one and I was like, this is it. This is it. And so we took a walk through and then we found out that the basement and garage are um, zoned for a business and then the top is zoned for residential. Nice. So I'll have to send you guys pictures once it's clean because yeah. my husband took some time and completely finished the downstairs and oh. has made it into this beautiful workspace. And he's started to already work on like the... Um, retail section all we have to do is the garage and the storefront oh that's exciting that is covid projects (laughs) it's amazing how much you can get done when you're not allowed to go to the office exactly (laughs) that is really exciting so how is it that you ended up discovering because it did holly she sounds like she talked more about the sciencey part and the medicine Mm -hmm. medical like in a medical approach how did Mm -hmm. you happen across across the witchy part or how did you incorporate that yeah so um I was a pretty devout evangelical Christian until I had this pretty traumatic um spiritual awakening as they usually are right right. um but then I fell off and I was nothing for a long time and then I stumbled across a book what book was that Oh, it was uh, Hildegard of Bingen. Ah, yeah. It was one of her books where she started talking about, um, like, the science of herbs, but then also what it does for the spirit. And then that led me down another rabbit hole. (laughs) (laughs) There's always Hildegard. Everything goes back to Hildegard for me. Yes. She's quite popular for an awful lot of people, actually. Yeah. It's powerful. Yeah. Do you... Do you mind sharing your event? Oh, too personal. Oh, no, I would love to share that. I just oh, didn't yeah. know if that That's would good. be something your people would be into. Well, I mean, you were going down one path. Yeah. You came to a fork in the road. 
and you mm -hmm. went another path. So usually that's a pretty dramatic shift from what you're talking about. So yeah. I'm, you've mentioned it twice now. So now I got now I got to pry. <laughs> right. And I, I can't help but mention it because it was so big. Um, so there were really two of them. Um, as I mentioned, I lived in the South because I was going to a ministry school and I found out that I was grifted. Um, my degree was fake. Oh. And so oh my God. I had this moment of time where I was just like binge watching Grimm and crying a lot. Yeah. And then I, I saw the character and I was like, that's, that's it. I can see it. There's a light at the end of the tunnel. I'm climbing out of this really serious traumatic event. Um, and so even before I claimed my witchy self, I did like a vanishing burning thing where I burned my fake degree and then I bought nice. my books and <laughs> it was yeah. fun. Um, but then when we moved to Portland, I had thought that I found a, a, a church that was going to stand by the things that I believed as well. Um, and then we got kicked out oh. for some of the things that we believed. So oh. I was like, I'm not going to do this anymore. Yeah. You know, I just, it doesn't, it doesn't feel good and it doesn't feel right for me in my life. And I don't want my kids to be raised this way. So that was the big shift. And after I kind of like shook off the dust or whatever, um, I was able to kind of see things how they were. And I've always connected to the earth, you know, like when I was seven, I talked to trees. Like I read my Anne of Green Gables books to my tree right. and, you know, like all of these kind of witchier quote unquote things and like being able to find myself back in these spaces and not only seeing it as a spiritual thing, but also my career is yeah. really powerful. It was a really big shift. That is powerful. Oftentimes we talk about shamans and medicine people as being wounded healers. And a lot of times the reason that we talk about them as being wounded is because they've gone through something that traumatically changed their view of the world. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times to be a really good healer, you have to have actually known what it was like to not be healed. You have to mm -hmm. know the before and the after so that you can guide people through the dark space in between. And you made it through those spaces, and now you're in a place where you can help people who aren't necessarily comfortable straight away with the witchy part, but they get the science. Or people who aren't entirely comfortable with the science part, but they get the spirit. And yeah. you've got the ability, you've got your foot in both of those worlds. So that's powerful. Thanks. Yeah, I'm pretty... I'm pretty proud of where I've come. I mean, this was a a really weird thing to happen in five years, like to go yeah. through a, a, an entire spiritual, like uprooting and figuring stuff out and then having two kids and starting a business. It was just wild, but yeah. it felt so natural. Like it really was like the idea of being a seed and a seed thinks that it's breaking when it's about to go through yes. the soil top. Yeah. And yeah. Now all I talk about is herbs and magic. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I imagine there's an awful lot of joy there too when yeah. you're doing it. Yeah. Definitely. Do you, do you have a <clears throat> time that you're going to open or with your pre-project you're going to open your shop? I mean, our projected time we hoped would be next summer, but with all of the COVID things, we're right. kind of just – 
trying to figure it out and we're trying to invest well because I want to take like the entire garage door off and make it into an actual like storefront. Nice. Um, But there are a lot of changes going on in the city as well as far as like what's going to become a retail street and what's going to stay residential. So we're keeping our ears out. I hope I hope that once both of the kids are in some sort of preschool in school Mm -hmm. to be able to have it completely open so I can be there all the time. That would be lovely. Cause yeah, we've, we've done the juggling um, house work from home and raise a kid in our case also to have two basset hounds that love to play and bark. And everybody's like, everybody learns that when dad's on the phone, everyone's got to be quiet. You know, I mean, it's really, it's tough to juggle all of that. (laughs) And then when dad gets off the phone, he's supposed to tell everyone they can make noise again. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, it's got to be challenging, I'm sure, having two, you know, at home with with hubby trying to get his stuff done and you trying to get, you know, orders prepared. And Oh, yeah. So you're online, though? Yes. Okay. Okay. I am online. I'm very well, online, well, okay. as they say. Yeah. We're, we're all online, but <laughs> is your business online? Yes, yes okay. it okay. is. I've been I've been open for business for three years. Okay. And then I've been, like, selling off of my Instagram for, like, <laughs> four. Nice. Cool. Well, that's great. I mean, we'll have that link into the yeah, show Yeah, I was going to say, so where can people get a hold of you? Yeah, so it's super simple because all of my – Handles are the same. So I'm pdxpestle.com, pdx as in Portland, and pestle as in mortar and pestle. Um, And that's my Instagram handle and my email address. So (laughs) you can always find me there. Mm pdxpestle.com. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's me. And your website is... Also, same thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. pdxpestle.com. She likes me, me. Mud Pod Design. Everywhere I go. Yeah. That's smart. It's just easier to remember. Right? (laughs) There's a lot to be said for easy to remember. Right. (laughs) It's frustrating, though, when you go to one social network that you can't get your name. Yes. You got every other one, but you can't get that one. That one. Yeah. Yeah. That's when you turn the E's into threes and stuff like that. Yeah. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. Um, anything else we want to see about your path into your herbalism? Path? Um, my path into herbalism. Anything else? I guess all I, all I really wanted to also mention is that as an herbal educator, I've done a lot of writing for a lot mm-hmm. of different companies. Okay. So you, you can find me on Herb Mentor. You can find me on uh, Crystal Star's website. I actually did a huge... Um, like an herbal breakdown for lemon balm because that's like my my favorite herb ever 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 um but yeah that that's kind of me it's what I'm all about honestly is helping people figure out how they can make this a part of their everyday life because we've lost it and it needs to come back (laughs) yes yes yeah we've got some articles of yours as well and I love your writing it's very approachable and easy to connect with I mean and very practical I mean that's what it's about Uh, right Exactly. Cool. Well, um, if you're a, are you a Portlandia fan? 
I watched a couple of clips last night because someone made me. And the humor is, like, <laughs> not usually my type, but there's some funny skits. Well, when you live in Portland, in this area, you, you start to see those characters. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah, for sure, for sure. One of the skits was um, put a bird on it, right? <laughs> so yeah. we, we took that idea and said, hey, put an herb on it. Yeah. Yes. So at the end of our show, we're going to say it, but we want you to join in now. Okay. Ready. So you ready? Yeah. As always, put, put an herb on it. it. Intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. All information provided on this podcast or any affiliated websites is for informational purposes only and is not intended as a substitute for advice from your physician or other healthcare professional. You should not use the information on this podcast and its affiliated websites for a diagnosis or treatment of any health problem. Always consult with a healthcare professional before starting any new vitamins, supplements, diet, or exercise program before taking any medication, or if you have or suspect you might have a health problem. Any testimonials, questions, or case studies are based on individual results and do not constitute a guarantee that you will achieve the same results.